Tech Lyceum, a podcast from Birla Soft. A very warm welcome to a brand new episode of uh, this Birla Soft podcast, Tech Lyceum, which is coming straight from the BMark Manufacturing series. Now, on this episode, we're going to be talking about manufacturing on cloud. How cloud infrastructure is architecting enterprise digital transformation. Now, uh, we've got two very special guests on the episode. Our first guest is no stranger to this series. In fact, he's our resident speaker. I think I can call him at this point our very own Paul Menig a thought leader and senior principal consultant at Birla Soft Manufacturing BBU Paul has some very vast experience across various industries including manufacturing medical defense aerospace and transportation also joining us on this episode is Ashutosh Mankar now Ashutosh is currently the head of the cloud and infrastructure services business at Birla Soft so I can think of no one better to be joining us on today's episode with well over 3 decades of experience in IT infrastructure services Ashutosh has led numerous client engagements to drive digital transformation accelerated cloud adoption and enhanced service operations outcomes across IT infrastructure very pleased to have these two gentlemen with us today Paul welcome Ashutosh nice to have you here for the first time thank you it's great to be here with you and with Ashutosh it should be a great conversation Thank you for the kind introduction and it's a, it's a pleasure to be here uh, looking forward to the conversation Well us too so let me with that start off with a question to Paul maybe you can kick things off um, with cloud migration skyrocketing in the past few years Paul what do you think are the actual business drivers steering you know the cloud adoption for manufacturers Thank you that's uh, that's a really good question data from past implementations are showing two key things related to digital transformations in general and moving to the cloud one is that it cannot be an IT only cost reduction initiative the real value comes from enabling better processes in other departments and second that real value is amplified by what the other departments can do once a strong base of applications are located in the cloud some foundational applications for instance for the cloud infrastructure are the ERP the MES or MOM and the CRM customer relationship management a cloud based uh, enterprise resource planning allows better interface with outside organizations so that you can be able to deal with constantly changing supply chain issues right now similarly being able to connect with the customers in the cloud is easier to keep the customer informed and in understanding the status of their orders with the better information it's possible to daily change the plan for production based on the materials available this helps to increase the product that is shippable and billable while keeping all of the customers informed of the daily changes now on the cost reduction side the cloud frees up physical space in the plant which could be used for inventory storage or expanding the operations and investing in the cloud turns depreciated capital into a monthly expense which is improving then the enterprise value and freeing up capital for other priorities now the backbone in the plants are often hardwired connections to terminals in the offices now those offices can now be offsite 
freeing up floor space for more operations. And then having personnel offsite is enabling by cloud-based systems that have superior reliability, regular backups, and outstanding cybersecurity. What I see is the scale of the outside providers allows this level of service at lower costs, employing higher skilled personnel in their operations. Further, the IT infrastructure itself is scalable both up and down as the company requires, such as when an acquisition occurs or a carve-out is done. And you may remember in the first podcast, we talked about decarbonization. Outsourcing to the cloud is going to help with those goals as well. Okay, you make some very, very valid points uh, there, Paul. And Ashutosh, I have this question for you. What do you think are the specific manufacturing use cases which are helping manufacturers realize maximum value with cloud at speed and scale? Could you share some of these with us? Sure. You know, the, the quest for the killer app continues, right? That sweet spot uh, utilization of cloud. But let me be a little contrarian here, right? The business use cases are obvious, but let me look at it a little differently here, right? While cloud business case is primarily based on efficiency, flexibility, and differentiation, here's a suggestion to manufacturers, right? Look at low-hanging fruit first. A good place to start is with, with SaaS offerings. SaaS offerings for non-differentiated services. So what I mean by non-differentiated services are that the services are not different from one manufacturer to the other. You know, for example, take uh, Office 365 or N365. You'd be surprised how many customers are not really use, utilizing it and deriving value from a, a relatively standardized service. And that's an opportunity. The same goes for non-differentiated. And I'm when I say non-differentiated, I don't mean not critical functions like HR, right? SaaS is a good opportunity. Now, this is going to free up. You're going to go to cloud. You're going to free up resources. You know, Paul mentioned physical resources, but this is also intellectual resources, human capital to do other things. This will also give you time to create those killer app business cases, right? On right. on uh, on cloud. It will give you the time to think about it, to plan for it, and put together the strategic investments that are required. So those investments are not just money, but they're also also time, time of your employees. Now, if you look at value realization from cloud, it, it varies from manufacturing segment to manufacturing segment. But if you look broadly across the manufacturing segment, okay, the, uh, the obvious ones are something that Paul mentioned, and that's connection with your stakeholder ecosystem, connection right. with your customers, connection with your suppliers, deep integration with with your supply chain and being able to derive efficiencies there. Another great area is customer service. You know, be able to drive customer service into your customer's premises and and derive value from it. Not only derive value from it, improve customer experience, drop the cost of those services and potentially harness new revenue streams. So, for example, heavy machinery right if you're a heavy machinery manufacturer and you have earth movers out there now that's a great uh, use case for a cloud application that goes out and reaches out to these earth movers and schedule service around them right? so that's that's an important one right the importance of this use case is manifold it's about quality control it's about reducing cost of services and improving customer experience okay you know at Birlasoft, you know we've done this with a lot of our customers where we have worked at articulating the business case implementing the business case and then being able to provide services through the life cycle of that business case 
there's one more thing that I do want to leave behind, right? It's very tempting to use cloud migration as a vehicle to retire technical debt, but that's not the only thing it does. It provides differentiation and competitive differentiation. So you have to be able to balance between the two. That's some very interesting perspective, Ashutosh. And of course, on any path to success, there may be a few roadblocks. So, Paul, what are some roadblocks when it comes to cloud adoption and how can manufacturers overcome them? Hmm. You know, honestly, I don't see anything that I would call a roadblock. Maybe a few construction zones and some wet pavement, yeah. but not roadblocks. Um, but as with any project, uh, there are people involved and people are reluctant to change. So understanding from the start what you want to accomplish and how you will measure success is important. It helps then to get everyone working together. Burlasoft tends to call this a value generating cloud transformation journey, rather long statement. It's a strategy that focuses on the value, not cost reduction. And something that uh, Ashutosh said, think about the core competency of your company. If your core competency is not IT, then considering the cloud is going to be a very good investment. Now, getting back to challenges though, there are a few that are gonna come out along the way. One of them is government regulations, such as the uh, GDPR in Europe, the California Consumer Privacy Act, and, uh, the, and for medical items, the uh, HIPAA compliance. Now, I see public cloud services as better positioned to deal with these issues of privacy and storage of data within individual countries by providing servers in multiple locations that meet the regulations that are imposed for keeping data where it must be kept. Uh, another issue is the cybersecurity of data. First, the data must be protected inside the walls of the factory and then from the factory to the cloud. There are multiple protocols now existing for getting data from machines securely that are often dependent on the manufacturer of the equipment, such as, for instance, Modbus TCP. But there are open communications architectures and APIs available now. Each of the cloud providers, the public cloud providers, have addressed this as well with secure protocols, such as OPC UA, which is an IEC standard. From what I've seen with cybersecurity attacks, scams, and phishing, I'd argue that your data is more secure and confidential when managed in the cloud by a public provider with the resources and skills to protect it and back it up regularly and have multiple energy sources in case of power outages. Now, some people rightfully worry about being dependent on a single provider. Now, many companies have then elected to use multiple cloud providers for different applications. That solves one problem, but it does make integration of data and mining of data across applications a tad more difficult. Now, finally, there's still the issue of how quickly you must access the data and how quickly it needs to be processed. You need to find the right balance of edge computing, on-site computing, and cloud computing. Consider all the issues that we've discussed here. The right answer may well be a private cloud for large manufacturers, a hybrid cloud for medium enterprises, and smaller businesses will opt for a cloud native architecture. 
Okay, interesting. Just a few things to carefully consider and not roadblocks as such, like you rightly said. Just some traffic cones that we need to tactfully maneuver. Uh, with that, um, Ashutosh, one final question to you. With multiple cloud service providers and service integrators in the market, what do you think should be the major selection criteria manufacturers should have to be able to choose the right partner for this enterprise-level transformation? Uh, that's an excellent question and that requires some parsing and the way that I'll parse it is into three parts okay so one is to look at the cloud providers then to look at service providers and integrators separately as three different parts let me let me look at the hype the cloud providers are hyperscalers as they are called right the differentiation between them actually is shrinking day by day they may not agree with you but that is the reality and it would be, it would also be prudent for manufacturers to consider the fact that there are going to be multi-cloud sometime in the future. For some people, it will be the near future. For other people, it will be the medium future. Some people, it will be long-term future. But that is the reality. You are going to be multi-cloud, right? So, uh, horses for courses, uh, so to speak, right? Your choices are going to be driven by application architecture, security posture, by capabilities. And that's what is going to drive it. It's not going to be driven by one cloud is better than the other. That's one part of it. That's looking at the cloud service providers. You know, in terms of service providers and integrators, one decision criteria is obvious, and that is domain expertise. It's important to bring that domain expertise to the table, to be able to see that domain expertise available at the table at all times, right? Because that is going to certainly drive the efficacy, the efficiency and accuracy of solutions through context and understanding. So that's an obvious one. But let me talk a little bit about service providers, cloud service providers specifically, but service providers in general, this applies to, right? It is prudent for manufacturers, in fact, all clients, to look at service providers who are willing to put skin in the game, okay? Who are willing to underwrite outcomes and outputs, not inputs. And who are willing to provide metered services for run services. So day two services, in your day two ongoing services in a metered fashion, right? So you, you're not paying a fixed price, but you're paying for what you consume, just like the cloud providers. That's important. It is also important when you're looking at a service provider partner to look at software capabilities that come to the table in addition to the skills. Skills are important. You need to have a good sustainable uh, workforce uh, to be able to, uh, to sustain the services uh, that you will consume. Having said that, the software, and when I say software, I'm talking about management software, I'm talking about monitoring software, I'm talking about AI ops, I'm talking about automation. What are those capabilities? What are those competencies the service provider brings to the table and brings to bear to deliver services to your organization? What are the investments that they are making? Right? I think that's an important you know, piece to look at. You know, this, this management software, this monitoring software, this, this underlying fabric needs to extend across not just cloud, but also security, the applications that you put on, on cloud, and increasingly IoT. So these are going to be an integrated uh, fabric that you should be able to see. You know, for instance, at Bellasoft, this is an investment we are making, right? To create that underlying fabric. So when we go to our clients and talk about these services, about ongoing services, we bring to bear not only skills, but the platform itself. The other thing that is important to keep in mind in terms of system integrators, you know, is to keep in mind strategic alignments the SIs have with domain-specific technology partners. You know, uh, Think about MES, think about uh, factory automation and, and those class of applications. 
Well, thank you so much for your valuable thoughts and Ashutosh Mankar and Paul Menig, everybody, bringing us their take on manufacturing on cloud and how cloud infrastructure is architecting enterprise digital transformation. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you on. Yes, thank you very much. I enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully we can do it again. Thank you. And I guess one last thing, go to the cloud. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great advice. Yeah. <laughs> You are listening to Tech Lyceum, a podcast from Birlasoft. Well, my head is now safely in the clouds thinking about all things cloud. <laughs> I hope you found this episode as interesting as I did. My thanks once again to Paul Manig and Ashutosh Mankar for joining us today. And remember, cloud has value in both IT and business. And it really has become imperative for every business now. Businesses must adjust their IT management strategy to complement what cloud offers. I'll leave you with that and catch you on a brand new episode next time on Tech Lyceum until then it's bye bye from me you were listening to Tech Lyceum a podcast from Birlasoft